in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Podcast. I feel like I need to drum or something. I haven't drummed for ages. <laughs> oh my God. Please don't drum. Please, God. <laughs> okay. Continue. You did like some 80s rocker face there. I don't- yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> my dad was a drummer, and I'll have you know, I have it's yeah. in the genes. It's in the genes. I don't really know if it is for you, Michelle. Lauren, <laughs> that's very discouraging. We're supposed to be lifting each other up. What's going on? Well, we also have real talk though, don't we? Oh, okay. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> anyway, you need to I'm, say your name, love. Oh yeah. I'm Lauren. I'm Michelle. We always miss that bit. I know we do. And welcome to the podcast. So today's episode is brought to you by the Task Reduction System. I help service-based business owners learn to reduce their tasks by half without playing catch up on the weekend. So if you are doing everything in your business, but your business is not advancing, if you're working far too much and you're feeling overextended with no time for yourself, if you are struggling with anxiety and guilt, and if you're confused about how to prioritize and where you should be spending your time, the task reduction system is a system, but it's also a course. So you basically take a course and then you learn how to identify, label, organize, and schedule in your tasks. And let me tell you, you know, average person, average life lives 27,350 days. So if you are not in control of your time, if you're wasting it, if you're not spending your time doing things that you love, you'll never get another day back. So it's time to get in control of that and the task reduction system can help you. So all the details are in the show notes. You can DM me or um, you can head to rahrahconsulting.com, R-A-H-R-A-H-consulting.com for more. Good one. Yes. Love that. Well said. Uh, and now Lauren, today our mission is to get you to learn something and I'm going to let you outline the theme because this was one of your uh, one of your ideas. Yeah, well, today's theme we're going to be talking about the elements. So the elements are basically earth, wind, water, and fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons why I was inspired to talk about this subject was because I I read an amazing book by a guy named David Wells called uh, Psychic Secrets. We put a link to it in the show notes and I'll be talking about his book quite a bit during today's episode. And he basically made me feel that you need to really understand how the elements work to have a great life, a proper, proper balanced life. Proper balanced life, that's not very great English, but um, to have a life that's balanced. Properly balanced. And so yeah. I think a lot of things that we're going to discover in the show today, you know, maybe you might be like procrastinating or maybe you might talk too much when you want to listen. These could all be affected by the fact that you maybe have too much of an element and not enough of the other ones to kind of balance you. So mm-hmm. that's what today's show is all about. But before we get to that, Michelle and I do love to catch up about what we've been up to in the week. This is where we actually have our conversations. We do text uh, during the week, but we don't always get to have a kind of a debrief about what's been going on. So Michelle, what have you been up to? What's new? Have you learned anything? Have you taken your break? You said you were going to. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that didn't, didn't really happen, Lauren. <laughs> I was, as I said, in the last episode, testing out over Christmas to see how busy it was going to be over the holidays, not just Christmas, but over the holidays, and it's been really busy. So I've had a day or two here and there where it's been a bit, um, a bit quieter. So we've managed to go out and have a bike ride and stuff like that. 
and then pretty much I've been back to back. So it's good. It's good to know because this is all a gauge for me for 2021 and what that could be like as well. So I'm still figuring it out, but that's, uh, yeah, been really busy. So I've had a lot of people and a lot of people have been struggling. So I actually put up a post uh, recently on Facebook and I put it out. There's this community help thing, which I hadn't noticed before. And it's if you can offer help or if you need help or if you have a lost pet or something, it's like that sort of community thing. So I found this uh, help section and I was like, oh, well, so I jumped on there and I offered help and I said, look, you know, it's really good if you're struggling over Christmas and know it can be lonely for a lot of people and I'm only going off experience from a lot of the clients I've been having. They're all going through stuff. You know, it's really, really hard and there's a lot of breakups happening. I've been dealing with a lot of breakups with my clients and so I put up this post and said, if you're struggling, you know, try and find a good sort of support group that's relevant to whatever you're going through or, you know, find your tribe, you know, try and locate your tribe, your good friends you know, who have your back or reach out to someone like me, you know, if you need guidance or something like that. So I've had a few people message me um, after I put that post up and they weren't asking for anything. They didn't book a reading and I wasn't suggesting they had to. And they just poured their hearts out. And I said, well, you know, thank you. And here's some ideas around what you could potentially do. You know, if you did want to make contact with other people, you know, stuff like that. So I just felt like that was a, a nice thing that I could do. And I had no expectations with it. I wasn't drumming up business. It was just, you know, I know that a lot of people are struggling at the moment and I didn't want the people who were coming to see me or anyone else out there to feel like they were alone, you know, doing that. So that was a bit of something that I just felt I wanted to do and, um, you know, don't want any accolades or anything, but I just thought it was a nice thing to do. So we have that, that episode was, we did on loneliness as well. So I don't know. Yeah. And that was a really good one. Yeah. So I don't know if like our listener at home is thinking that they know people like that, but mm. you know, Michelle and I, um, Michelle in particular had a lot of really positive, really strong ideas in that episode about what to do about finding your tribe. And Michelle kind of shared about, you know, somebody who reached out to her and also finding like-minded people to be involved in, you know, some of the things that Michelle's into like park running and things mm, like that. So it was a, right. I thought that was a really good episode. I'll put the so link in the show notes. Yeah. What you said is resonating with our listener at home. Yeah. Check out that episode and do share it around, please. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, and yeah, Reiki's going really well. I've had to break it into two groups. So I haven't actually advertised it yet. It was just sort of putting it out in my business page, but I've had eight people sign up to do Reiki. So that's really good. And based on kind of numbers and based on the amount of practice we've got to do and all of those sorts of things, maximum I should really have is three, but I'm probably going to break it up into four and four because I've got a couple of friends who are doing it. So I figured I'll keep the couples together. They can do it together. So um, yeah. yeah, I've got a couple of uh, sessions of that going as well. So a lot of people wanting to learn energy work. And uh, I think probably with going through COVID and things like that, people really need that. And that's another way of supporting yourself. Doing energy work mm. clears your energy, you know, gets all the Juju's good juju's flowing. You're channeling, you know, the light. Um, it's a really good way to heal. And so I, I find that healings, if I'm a little bit down, really help me out. You know, they just clear yeah. out the, um, the meridians in the body. So that's another uh, little tip, I guess, in terms of lifting your vibrations. Um, so Lauren, what have you been up to? You've been away and, and all sorts of things, having a wonderful time. So what's been going on with you? Yeah, I was away, but you know what it's like when you're away and then you come back and just get back into it. You go, was I yeah. ever away? Well, yeah, I asked you. I said, how was your trip away? Yeah. And you were like, what? <laughs> sort of looking at yeah. you like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. right. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's still relevant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm back hit the ground running. I, um, you know, just continuing to work on the business, ironing Brilliant. out tech issues, changing up the model for the spirit team to better serve my people, things like that. Uh, tech issues are sometimes very frustrating when, um, you can't fix them yourself. So I, I'm all right to design my own website. I do my own website and stuff like that. But one of the things that you have in websites are plugins. So plugins are basically, they're like uh, features on your website. So forms and uh, registration pages and things like that. Anyway, I'm just trying to make it really simple to understand. So I have a plugin and it wasn't working properly. And I've been working with the the company that I bought it from for a couple of weeks now. And then they finally said, Oh yeah, we realized that there's a bug in the plugin. So they fixed it. And I just thought, yay, you know, that's great. But it's, sometimes it's just frustrating when um, you can't fix this stuff yourself and you kind of have to wait. And uh, so I was learning a little bit about patience, I suppose. It's good that they did uh, it for you, fixed it up. Yeah. Michelle, I got into the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Have you watched that yet? No, but I've heard some people talk about it. Oh my God, I'm, obs I'm so obsessed. I can wow. watch it again. I just finished it. I could turn it on. I probably will turn it on and watch it again. It was wow. that good. Wow. I loved it so much. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing it up is because the actress had the most phenomenal makeup in, uh, in the show. It was just, her eyes were just extraordinary. Now she's an extraordinary looking woman already, but her, um, she had just like a really nice, beautiful eyeliner. I think it's like a kitten style or something. I'm not mm. really sure, but it's is that where it goes 60s. out into like a point? Like, how, yes, it yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wispy look. Yes. And so what I did and you know, hopefully this provides some listener, uh, some value to listeners as well. But what I did was I, I was like, I really want to recreate that look. Cause I used to wear eyeliner for years all the time. And then I kind of got out of the habit. So I'm Googling online tutorials on how to do her makeup. And there weren't any tutorials that I really love that I was really resonating with. So then I thought, wait a minute, I know a makeup artist. So I messaged Megan. I was thinking Dent, about it in the back of my mind. Yeah. We spoke to yeah, Megan. Dent. I messaged her and I was like, um, I just said to her, Hey, I don't know if you've watched this show yet, but it's so good. And she said she had watched it and that she agreed. And I said, listen, if you want something that could probably get you a lot of traction to your Instagram, your YouTube or whatever, consider putting out a makeup tutorial on how to do her makeup mm. because there isn't anything good out right now. So right now it's like the time to do it kind of thing. You and I were recording this episode early January, by the way. Mm -hmm. So if our listener at home searches and it's like, depending on when you listen to this episode, there may be more. Maybe up there. But one of the reasons why I'm bringing, and she was really responsive to the idea. And then I said, don't forget to then promote the courses that you sell at the end of it. So I guess I'm just bringing it up because for our listener at home and, you know, sometimes we go, I don't really know how to generate content or what to do or whatever. If there's anything that's trending, that's super Fill popular the gap. that you can yeah. leverage on, do it, do it. So, uh, yeah, so that was just that. The other thing That's is, really um, I went yesterday, I did yoga and I went for a run in the same day, which is so funny because I have explained to you before that I don't like to commit more than about half an hour to an hour of exercise a day, mm -hmm. uh, because I want to do other things with my time. But yesterday I got up early and I did a yin class, which I just love yin so much. And mm. then uh, I got home around five 
And because uh, I had a bunch of errands to get my car done yesterday and stuff. And I had the energy and it wasn't raining. And right now we're in kind of cyclone season. So you never know if it's going to be torrential pouring or, or not. And I thought, you know what, I've got a bit of energy. And I thought if I go for a run in the afternoon, I won't have to go this morning <laughs> instead. That's an and interesting so, thought. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just funny, Michelle, because I know that a lot of people and myself included, sometimes our minds talk us out of doing things that we know are good for ourselves. Mm. And one of the thing, one of the ways that I combat that is I focus on why I'm doing it or the results that I'm getting or, you know, kind of that what sort of I? almost to trick myself. And then I almost just try to stop thinking entirely. And then I just go and do the thing. Because mm. when we just act as opposed to think, we actually end up doing it That's instead. It. So, yeah. So if anyone is, you know, I know a lot, a lot of people are like New Year's resolutions and, you know, January is kind of the month of, you know, when, whether or not people are sticking with these or not. February, it's getting into like, have you been sticking with it or not? You know, mm. but um, I think just acting before you think is a really helpful way to, to go about doing that. It's good. I like uh, that. Okay, so uh, I think that uh, we're ready to get into the show now because yeah. it's a pretty meaty show. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so before we get started, I wanted to deliver this special message. So I think that before we talk about the elements, Michelle, I know you're a lot older than me, which I know. Oh, here we go. Up, but here we go. Did you ever have was Captain Planet a thing in Australia? No. Never heard of it. Okay. Okay. Well, it could. It be, could have been, but I've never heard of it. Your, it could be different. So it's a very popular '80s show. So I <laughs> wanted to just share the theme song with you for a minute because okay. it's wonderful, and you need to. I thought it was like the perfect way to start up the episode. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Earth, wind, water, heart. Oh shit! I missed fire. Okay, I gotta start. That I thought again. you were gonna play I, it. You're actually just gonna say it. What is this? I'm gonna sing it. I'll sing it. Oh because my god! I didn't really know how to play it in the episode, and then oh. I thought it's. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I'll put a okay. link in the show notes for the actual thing, so our okay. listener at home is probably stressing out. Okay, yeah. let me just hurry up and get okay. through this. Okay, earth, fire, wind, water, heart, go planet. With your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. He's our powers magnified, and he's fighting on the planet side. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Gonna help him put asunder bad guys who like to loot and plunder. You'll pay for this, Captain Planet. We're the Planeteers, and you can be one too, because saving our planet is a thing to do. Looting and polluting is not the way, and hear what Captain Planet has to say. The power is yours. Wow, that's that? I liked your Yeah, that was, yeah, I'm, I'm, my that heart rate's up. I got my heart rate up, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And you were really, you were really like the actions and the, you were right yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, was, I might've been practicing a few times. I, I, <laughs> I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that's, that's really relevant. A, hey, that's great. Yeah. It's really relevant. So yeah. it's about saving the earth as well, but 
<laughs> I, I guess it's like, Michelle, honestly, as an adult, so we grew up with that show mm-hmm. always when we were kids. It was like, they all have superpower rings and they like fight people who are doing destructive. There's more than just Captain Planet. He's got little Captain Planet friends or something. Yeah. Planeteers. So they all right. have, an, they all represent an element. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so really uh, we just always knew that we're the Planeteers. And uh, yeah, so I guess it, as an adult, I never really thought about the importance of balancing the elements. I just, I never really thought about it much, honestly. And then um, after talking to you and then reading David's book, Psychic Secrets, I kind of realized that it made a lot of sense for mm-hmm. maybe why things aren't working or things are working. So I thought that was really interesting. So I am going to, when I share my sort of parts of the um, conversation today, I'm going to be sharing a fair amount from David's book because he's the expert and I just thought that he had so many things to, um, to share within that. So basically, he says elements are focus of air, fire, water, and earth, and we're made up of all four elements. So we're going to discuss in this show what elements represent what in our lives and you know, kind of how to um, make them work for you and also how to identify you know, maybe if you have too much of one element, for example. So Michelle, I'd like to hear a little bit about your thoughts on the elements and, uh, and then we can kind of get into a little bit more about, you know, David's content, which I thought was super, super awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I have many thoughts, Lauren, uh, you won't be able to shut me up on this subject, but, um, <laughs> I was having a little look around like yourself and obviously I sort of work in, um, you know, holding space for women and, and men and all that sort of stuff. And I did a lot of that in 2019 and 20. The elements are incredibly important, uh, the most important part of that. They're also important in other practices, which I'm going to get to later in the show, um, and it comes down to sort of movement of the body and the presence of those elements in the body, but it's it's slightly different to what these elements are. There's other elements in the body, which I'm going to talk about, which is very interesting. But I was Googling this last night. Elementals um, came up as being the purest living forms of the four basic elements, which is what Lauren was saying, air, earth, fire, and water. But there are several others, less common elements as well, so they were intelligent self-aware entities this is the air earth fire and water so if you think of them as actual kind of beings now if you think of crystals we spoke about crystals in a previous episode they have a diva attached to them which is like an intelligent being essentially so we're putting these guys into that sort of form um, the elementals and it's kind of in alignment with captain what's his name um, that we were talking about before and his little planetarians or captain planet wasn't it i just uh, gave it yeah. like so they're self-aware entities essentially beings and we call in the elements in the four directions when we're holding space and that's what i was sort of alluding to at the start so if you want to learn how to be a circle facilitator i actually spoke to you may remember this girl or maybe not you know neighbors the australian you know neighbors and home and away Oh, I've heard of it, but I've never watched that. It's a yeah. uh, soap opera, right? Yeah, yeah. So very popular in the UK. So Imogen Bailey was uh, one of the stars of that. And she's been in a bunch of other shows, uh, Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, and a, a few other things. And a very well-known model. And um, she now is a circle facilitator. She had an amazing trip to Mogadishu. And that really changed her life. And she decided she wanted to give back. And now she's a circle facilitator. So I actually interviewed her recently and it was really amazing, really amazing chat. And I'm actually going to have a chat and see maybe if we can pop some of her conversation in the show. We might be able to do that. 
but she runs circles and teaches people to run circles in workplaces. So in businesses, which is amazing. So during lunch breaks, people are holding circles in the, in the lunchroom, which is incredible. Imagine if we had that, that'd be an amazing opportunity. Um, Also in schools, they're doing it in schools. So the teachers, educators, prisons, they're running circles in prisons and in hospitals. So generally speaking, when you're doing circles, you are calling in the elements. You're also calling in the directions and that allows you to really hold the energy in that in that space if that makes sense so that's kind of a, a common thing that we do with circles and that's where i use the elements a fair bit but i just thought it was interesting that uh imogen and a lot of the aussies who are listening listeners at home will remember imogen bailey and she now teaches people t- uh, men and women her husband's involved in this as well um in her business so She's taken her circles online due to COVID, which is what a lot of people have done and made a lot of changes to adapt to that. But the elements, hugely important in holding space for people. And at the moment, based on what I was saying at the top of the show with a lot of people struggling and and things like that, there's a lot of need for us to hold space, you know, for others. So that's a very important part of what we're talking about today. I like that a lot. Uh, I also like how you and I are going to come at this from maybe two different perspectives, which I think is really good. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking on the show about how everything you learn and everything you listen to, you need to really run it by your own filter. Mm. And so uh, by your own, for me, it would be my own intuition, my own kind of internal gauge. Is that truthful for me? Is that not? And so, you know, I love that you and I are two people who come at it with different experiences and different, uh, you know, different kind of takes on things as well, which is really cool. So Michelle, when you were talking about calling in the directions as well, later on in the show for our listener at home, I'm going to recommend that you have representations of the elements in certain areas of your home. Wow. Uh, But that's going to be coming up shortly. So I want to quote David now for my next little bit here about the elements. So David says, the elements are the building blocks of the universe. And if you learn to understand and work with the elements, you will begin to create peace and harmony in your life, as well as welcoming a force that will open your future and make all things possible. So when I was reading this book, he had a little section, I'm going to read a little bit from it now, where he basically said, here are a few tips and here are a few ways to identify whether or not you might be, he uses the term, over-enthusiastic in one particular element. So I thought I would kind of talk about air, wind, fire, and earth, and just kind of show you that, you know, if something rings true to you, Michelle, or our listener at home, or even me while I'm saying this stuff out loud, we may have a little bit too much of that element in ourselves, and we need to like bring in the other ones in. So basically air. So he says, if you chatter when you ought to sit back and ponder, or you can't sit still long enough to take things seriously, you may have too much air in your makeup. With fire, if you're first up, ready to go without thinking about the consequences, and in danger of making a real pig's ear of the whole thing, I'm using David's language, by the way, you may have too much fire in you, and the risk of overpolarization count double when fire is the element in question. The danger is you can botch the whole deal, rush in where angels fear to tread, and end up dealing with things you really had no near, no need to go near in the first place. So me being an Aries, I would have to be very careful about that if I had too much fire, because we already do that, let alone if that was, 
you know, going to be there. Okay, so water. Okay, so water, basically he says, reaching for the handkerchief before the opening of Who Will Love My Children. I don't know what that movie or show is, so let's just assume it's a sad show. He's like, is a natural thing. But if you're doing it for the Simpsons, you may have too much water in your chart. So water is the element that has your boss complaining you're too emotionally involved or your family suggesting to let things go rather than put an ending that's unlikely to happen. So you may cry a lot um, and that kind of thing. And then the earth, if you have a, maybe a bit too much earth, is hard to budge, stubborn, setting your ways, and um, maybe you're not given to any kind of spontaneity. So he says here, it's not easy being practical all the time, but there are benefits when playing the long, slow game. Still, life is about quick thinking and opportunities that won't hang around. So if you add some fire and some air and, of course, some water, basically you're aerating the soil and it'll help you to grow and, um, you know, basically have better conditions to be able to kind of grow and sprout new results. So I'm not going to go into too many about too many ways at the moment about how to kind of bring more of those elements into your life. But I think it's important that we identify whether or not we kind of resonate with any of that stuff because, you know, you really do need to be balanced in terms of those elements. I believe it just mm. makes a lot of sense to me. I kind of realized. So especially, you know, I don't know where it's like where you are, but for me where I live, there's a lot of rain at the moment. Same. So, yeah, it's pouring. Yes. So where it's raining a lot or, you know, with other people, depending on where they are in the world, it might be really cold where they are or, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So sometimes we do need to bring in elements of fire or earth or whatever to just kind of balance also the elements that are going on around us, not only within us, but also in our environment. Mm. So did you the have any water. thoughts on that? Yeah, I was just going to say the water one is an interesting one uh, that you mentioned there because I do say to people it's really good when they come to me and they cry and some people will just sit down and they'll cry pretty much straight away. As soon as they sit down, they're, um, they're upset and they're in tears. And, and I say to them, you know, cry away, cry away. It's very, very good, you know, for your body to, to do that because it's a release. It's your body releasing what it doesn't need to hold on to. And I think that's a great thing, but it can be unbalanced as you said you know if you've got too much of that water element in the body then you know it's going to be too much so I think that that's a really good point and that's what I try to make uh, that point yeah. to people quite often yeah yeah I definitely agree with that yeah it's all about balance I think and I'm an earth sign so with the earth that definitely makes a lot of sense and I remember the first time I got a aura photo so when I got you know have you had that done where you go and get your photo taken oh, and it shows you oh, oh my god oh my god I've had cool. I don't know seven done over my lifetime it was amazing and yeah so really really great to do that if um listener at home wants to do something like that go and uh, seek it out for sure you can do it a lot of the mind body spirit expos and things like that they have it so that's a really good thing to check out but what I love about that is when I first had one done, this is many, many years ago, it showed that I was just completely red. Like literally my entire aura was this deep, 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 deep red and there were no other colors at all. So I'm a Taurus, I'm an earth sign and I was just all that. So I was really, really stubborn, didn't want to hear anyone's perspective. 
it was just like I wasn't compassionate. I couldn't sort of put myself in other people's shoes, like uh, very, very D-type personality, very dominant, like the whole thing. And then once I saw that, I was so shocked. I was like, whoa, where are all my other colors? Because I was sitting there going, wow, looking at all the other photos, like they've got pink and purple and blues and all these beautiful colors. And here's me, I'm just all red. And I'm like, what? Where are my colors? What happened here? So then I started to make changes and that was kind of the beginning for me. Seeing that as a representation, physical, kind of started me on the journey, I think, to being who I am today. So that was a wow. huge turning point. Yeah. So, and it definitely represented the, for me, the uh, Taurus, you know, the fact that I'm a Taurus and I've got parents who are Tauruses as well. So, you know, I um, probably didn't really stand a chance. But yeah, that, that resonates. So that makes a lot of sense for me, um, Lauren. So I just wanted to share that with you. Love that. Yeah. So um, I'm just adding a little image. I was just, as you were talking, I thought, oh yeah, I remember I use this in mentorship. There's a really great image that I'll, um, I'm just figuring out how to get it into the system. I might have to use the Mac when we finish, but it outlines all of the chakras, the seven major chakras and all the elements. And it's very interesting because, and David's book may outline it, but air is present in quite a few of the chakras in the body, the seven major chakras. And water, I think, was in a couple, but earth was only in one, which is root chakra. Root so that's, you know, if you're an earth sign, you tend to be heavily, heavily earth, but the other elements are present in multiple of the chakras. So it breaks down into the chakras as well. So I'll put that chart in because it's a really good chart so that you can have a look at that. And it just uh, helps us make sense of what we're talking about. So as I was sort of talking about before, it's important to honor all of the elements, no matter what you do for work. So whether you're self-employed, whether you're working in a corporation, it doesn't really matter. And as I said before, you know, Imogen Bailey, she's teaching people to run space, hold space in workplaces, schools, education, as I said, prisons, hospitals. I bet they're doing it in health facilities as well. So you can hold space wherever you are. And that is calling in the elements uh, as well as part of that. But with the work that I do now, we have sort of used the word elementals a little bit and sort of flicked back and forth. And the elementals are where they get their sort of personality from, if you like. So something with an intelligence, being with an intelligence. And the fairies actually fall into that. So they're part of the elemental group. So with the fairies, I actually pay my respects um, to the fairies with my work. I work with them in my healings, my readings, all of that sort of stuff. But even with health, you know, with my pets and things like that, I often ask them for assistance. And what I do, and this may be useful for the listener at home if you're interested in this sort of thing, is leave little bits of broken crystal. And it doesn't have to be broken, but when you break crystals, it's important to return them to the earth. And we spoke about that in a previous episode because that's where they came from. So it's really important to return them. So if you're going to return them, you might as well give them as a gift to the fairies because they're out there hanging around, uh, hopefully. And there are certain areas, of course, that are more sort of um, prone to being attractive to the elementals. So I leave broken pieces of crystal in the garden. I also put them in my little pot plants, which I have in my healing room here. And alfoil, they love anything shiny. So if you do something nice like that, uh, you put out the good energy, it's like giving appreciation, you know, appreciation, gratitude, that all puts out good energy into the universe. When you do that, then uh, they are more likely to do nice things for you. And this is the elementals that I'm talking about. So I had a friend and I, I may have told this story on an episode before, Lauren, because it just blew my mind. But Lyndall, um, one of my clients, she's a business client of mine. So I do business readings for her. And she had missed out on a bunch of properties. She was trying to buy a piece of land to build a house on with her husband and her son. And they missed out, missed out, missed out. And then she said, you know, can you have a look at this bit of land? Um, and when I say have a look at, she means remotely. So I use my, you know, inner self to go to the land and stand there and have a look around, see what it's like. 
And so I'm standing there and I'm looking around. I was telling her what it looked like. And she said, yep, that's it. So I said to her, you know, the fairies want you to go there. And this is going to sound a little weird. She's a business owner. And she's like, sure. And she pretty much does whatever I tell her to do. Like whatever I tell her to do, because it's always worked out. She's double, tripled her business. She's got, you know, six staff under her now. She was working on her own when I started with her. So, you know, it's a massive, massive change. So she's like, I will do whatever you tell me to do. So I'm like, grab some broken crystals, get your son, go to the land, um, honor the elementals, you know, pay tribute to the fairies, you know, say this and that, blah, blah, blah. This is what the fairies were telling me. They were communicating with me during the reading. And then the, um, you know, indigenous, indigenous custodians of the land. And whenever I do any kind of paranormal work, that sort of thing, I always get people to do this. Uh, so welcome to country kind of thing. So she went there, did all this stuff, had a little boy there with her, um, put the crystals on the earth. And then the phone rings and uh, her mortgage broker said, look, the money's come through, go and sign the contract, you've got it. She's still standing there and she rings me in tears and she's like, oh my God, I did everything you said and they just rang me. And she's now building there as we speak on that land. And she'd had all these other blocks, you know, fall through. Now the, the crux of this story, Lauren, the real clincher is that that land that she bought the area she bought it in, it's um, a new development. I'm in the same sort of estate, new development, and it's called Elements. It's called Amazing. Elements. Wow. So goosebumps, she got the land and she's now building on it. So this is a real thing. Um, this is not make-believe. You know, I tell people all the time, you've got to believe in fairies, you've got to believe in the elementals. This is a real thing. And I use it in my business. You know, I've been running my business for nine months and somehow week after week after week, things just come together. So, you know, a lot of this is about trust. A lot of it's a wing and a prayer. But in terms of the animals, we had a really sick dog, went to the specialist. He had a hole in his heart. Specialist gave him, you know, days, if not a couple of weeks to live. He was, he was pretty, you know, bad. No colouring his fur, you know, really, really bad. And I couldn't walk and was just coughing all the time because it's a hole in his heart. So I dragged my dog and my cat. Cat used to go for walks with us as well down to the lake and we were in a canal estate. There was a lot of elemental energy there. And that's what I was saying. You can feel it in certain areas, especially around water. The fairies love water. So in your backyard, it's good to have a little water feature, something like that. And the crystals, amazing. They'll love it. But I dragged them down to these pine trees and this lake and I'm sitting there and I'm like, fairies, please heal my dog. Fairies, please heal my dog. And then about two weeks later, I think it was three weeks later, maybe we went back to the specialist and I walked in with my dog. And she's going, where's the dog that was here three weeks ago? What, do you, what, what is this? And I said, well, that's, that's him. What are you talking about? And all his color had returned. His hair's up, his tail's up, his ears are up. He's alert. He's running around, bouncing around. He was like a newborn puppy. I can't even tell you. Like it was insane. It actually reversed. He still had the hole in his heart, but he was able to then go for, you know, a kilometer, two kilometer walk again, which was what he was doing wow. before he got the hole. And I got him a bit of acupuncture and stuff as well. But every night, diligently, I went down and I spoke to the fairies and I said, please heal my dog. I took my crystals, alfoil, you know, whatever I have with me. And, uh, and I picked up a lot of rubbish. I picked up a lot of rubbish because we've got to do that little thing for them. So he lived for three years. He was given weeks, if not wow. days, and he lived for three years and he was fabulously healthy. So it was pretty amazing, pretty amazing. So this is a real thing. Um, And I did have an example from last night as well. So I'm talking ears off. Last night I lost my phone, my mobile. Um, The cat got spooked. It started raining. She's in the garden. I'm like, oh my God. And she goes for walks with us now. This is a new cat. And I have my dog there as well. So my husband's grabbed the dog and he's walking home in the rain and I'm trying to get the cat out of the garden. And my phone fell out of my pocket and I didn't realize. 
So I've come home, we've got inside and then I was, Jason went to the gym, my husband, and then I'm looking around the house. And I'm like, where the hell is my phone? Where is my phone? Where is my phone? Because I was going to write some appointments in my book. And so I'm like, oh, and I'm like searching high and low and all this. And then I just said, fairies, where is my phone? Can you show me where it is? And I had this visual of it sitting on the grass in the park where I'd been with the cat. And I'm like, great. So I went straight back, picked it up, came home, done. So it saves a lot of time. And wow. then today, today I picked up a hell of a lot of rubbish all the way to the gym. I was like picking up rubbish, picking up rubbish. And I threw it all in the bin because I'm like, I've got to do something nice in return. So it does work. And it means, you know, sometimes just really trusting in that vision but, you know, they showed me where it was and I went there and got it. So I think it's very, very important. Anyway, um, Lauren, what be your thoughts on that? Anything uh, you can relate to there? Yeah, well, I, um, I want to say that I started reading a really interesting book. It's called Connecting with the Fairies Made Easy. And the author of that is Flavia. That's F-L-A-V-I-A, Kate Peters. And um, she shares some really interesting stories in that book about fairies and how to connect with them and, and things like that. I did want to ask you a question, Michelle. You know, fairies are also tricksters though. So how do you kind of discern which fairies you are connecting with versus the ones? I'm only bringing this up because I was talking to a friend the other day about fairies and she said that she was a little bit nervous about going and connecting with fairies because sometimes they have a darker energy. So mm -hmm. I was just wondering your thoughts on that. For me, I've always connected with that, with the fairies. So it's always been fine, but yeah, I just wanted to ask you that question. It's a good question. And a lot of that's con uh, connected to folklore. So a lot of that's connected to, because obviously the Maoris, I don't know if you know, but uh, the Maoris I've read for quite a few from uh, New Zealand where they have their own version of the fae. So they have a version where they're actually like small children so they're not tiny like we believe, but they've got a version of the Fae where they're like little little people, essentially like maybe dwarfs walking around and very small stature. So it depends on where you are in the world. In the UK, you know, all around the UK, there's different folklore, you know, different stories about the Fae. And I think that's where some of that comes from, where the negative um, energy comes from. Now, it's all about intention. And that's what I teach in my mentorship. Everything is about intention. My intention is to bring in energies from the light, you know, for my greatest good and highest purpose. So whenever I'm communicating with anyone, that's what I'm doing. And that's what I tell my clients, you know, when I told Lyndall to go to that block of land um, to, you know, call in the light um, and make sure that, you know, that's what you're connecting to. So that would be my recommendation. And that's a good question because I haven't sort of spoken about that or highlighted that, but it really is about your intention. Now, I do have a story and this will answer your question a little bit more later about a crystal of mine that kept going missing and it was very, very pretty. And uh, that will probably go some way to explaining that there are different kinds of fairies around and they can be very cheeky, I would say, tricksters maybe. But uh, certainly the ones that I communicate with on a daily basis are, you know, good. And what I will say, and I'm going to mention a book later as well, but I won't give you, I'll just give you a tease. I won't say who it is, but I have a wonderful book and I've got the uh, link in the show notes, but she talks about the fairies. And when she says, you know, that you're, you know, starting to work with them and ask some questions and all of that sort of stuff, they will actually check in with you, your energy to make sure that you're a good person. So if you're sitting here going, I really want a red Porsche and it's all ego, like, hey, fairies, I really want a red Porsche and you're just ego, you're just material possessions, you know, you don't give a crap out of anyone and you're not going to do anything for them, you're not going to go and pick up rubbish and do all those things, they'll check your intention and they won't do it, you know, and, um, and that, that's, that's a fact. So when I read that book and I read this cover to cover, I was like, wow, this is amazing. 
And everything that I do, I say to them, you know, I'm genuine. I know you're checking my energy. You know, I'm genuine. You know, I'll go and pick up the rubbish. You know, I'll say, I'll do what I'm going to say. And the other thing is I also talk about the fairies. And I said to them, if you, when I started my business and obviously I was made redundant, but I was doing this as a side hustle as well. I said, if you can help me with my business and help me get off the ground and be successful as a spiritual worker, then I will talk to people about you. And I talk to people pretty much on a daily basis. I've got Doreen mm-hmm. Virtue's fairy cards there. The fairy deck, that's a good thing to mention too. You get fairy cards. So um, I have her fairy deck and I talk to people about fairies on a daily basis, adults and children. So I kept my promise. So if you are willing to hold up your end of the bargain and the fairies will ch- test you and make sure then you know they're gonna they're gonna do what you want them to do, and that's sort of how it works. But your intentions have to be noble and, and good. So hopefully that answers your question. Cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so I'd like to go back to what I was thinking about, and um, it's almost like we're having two different conversations here. So hopefully our <laughs> listener can keep up. But it'd be really uh, you know kind of a boring conversation if Michelle talked for twenty five minutes and then I talked for twenty five minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. That being said, and going back to David's book, because I love how he brought in some suggestions about how to integrate and bring in some of these elements into your life. So basically, if you have too much air and you want to kind of calm it down, he suggests that you actually invite earth into your life. Now, I'm only going to tell you a couple points that he says of each thing, I really recommend that you get the book and read it yourself because there's going to be so much in there that I didn't mention on the subject of elements, but also on so many other subjects. He's just incredible. And he's funny. You know, when you read those books, Michelle, and you're like, this author is hilarious. Laugh out loud. I love that. Yeah, it's so good. So basically, if you've got too much air, he recommends that you actually bring in some more earth into your life. And you can do this by adding plants into your environment. So Mm. Michelle talked about plants in her environment. I've got plants in mine. I'd actually like to invite more plants in. So I My mother-in-law gave me a bunch the other day, so I've got some to bring into the house. He also recommends that you eat organic, well-sourced food. And he said, if you're going to have a bath, put some sea salt in your bath. Uh, And there's a lot of different uh, magical bath um, kind of combinations that you can also, you can also try out, but I won't go into that at the moment. All right. So basically if you have too much, uh, or if you want to add some fire into your life, the colors of flame in your clothing could help or in decor around you. So the colors Mm. of flame, so oranges, reds, that kind of thing. Um, And then also remember to light a candle daily. So obviously don't leave your candle unattended. But what it does is fire warms and comforts us. And it also encourages us to be feel enthusiastic and to take action. So I'm going to talk a little bit later. Well, I'll just say it now because it's kind of relevant with what I just said. So what I've started doing is I've actually started sitting at my desk and having a candle lit. So before I was having a diffuser with a beautiful aromatherapy, I'll definitely have that as well. But I've been really enjoying just having a candle going. And, you know, when I used to work at the company, Michelle, I had a candle going all a lot. And then I kind of stopped for whatever reason. And I got, oh yeah, because I got a Scentsy burner. I got a diffuser, I got an oil burner. 
So I've got those going on as well, but there's something that's so hypnotizing about having that beautiful candle burning. And I've got a little bit of a trick about where to get some really beautiful, well-priced candles, which I'll share at the end of the episode. So people- I got a sneak peek of these, yes. Yeah, you did, but you didn't get to smell them, unfortunately. Okay, so um, air can also help you. Basically, you need to have conversations about how you feel and let people know why you're feeling that way. And then you have to listen to what they have to say. So he says that you can also add air by opening windows and getting out more in the actual air. So it oh, sounds pretty cool. bloody obvious, but it's true, right? Mother nature um, really is providing you with everything that you need, earth, wind, water, maybe hopefully not fire, but it really does take you out there and really help you. So that's good. Um, and then lastly, the, um, you know, kind of the water element. Now, I mean, obviously water, you can go and indulge in water. You can drink water. You can, you know, stand out in the rain. You can, um, I can't find it in the book, Michelle. So I'm just going with what I, oh, think. you're just ad living here. Right. Yes. Ad living. Oh gosh. You can, um, go and you can have a swim, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a pool like I am, you know, that sort of thing. So really, it's not that difficult to bring in the elements. We don't need to overcomplicate it. So just to summarize, you want water, have a bath or a shower, drink some water. You want earth, stand on the grass, eat organic foods, be surrounded by plants. You want air, go out in the fresh air and breathe it in. You want fire, light a candle. Or what I did on New Year's Eve a while back was uh, we had those sparklers, lit up a sparkler and I was oh, dancing yeah. around the sparkler. That's you know, so that much was fun. Really fun. Yeah. Like childhood. Have a fire going in your fireplace like we do in Canada. Mm. You know, so yeah. So it's just if you are kind of if you really sort of paid attention to what I was talking about before of having too much of an element. Mm. Listen into yourself, listen into your intuition about what you think you need a little bit more of and, and that will help you or even what you want to attract more of. So if you mm. want to have that enthusiasm or that spark or like more compassion, you might need more water, for example, mm. like Michelle mm. talked about. So, yeah, it's yeah. funny. My acupuncturist said last night that I'm very dehydrated and I need more water. <laughs> so that's appropriate. Yeah, and I do find it a lot of, that's, yeah, well, a lot of my readings, awesome. I'm always telling people, you know what? And I, I don't even think about the elements when I'm saying it, but I'm always telling people, certain people, you know, different things, but you need to go out and get more vitamin D. You need to go out in the sun and just be in the air, be outdoors, get out of the house, you know, or you need to go to the water. I often tell people to go to like um, a spring, you know, running water, that sort of thing, rainforest, you know, all of that, but everyone's different. And I wonder that must be the elements, but I'm not really thinking about it at the time I'm saying, yeah. but um, yeah. I thought this was really interesting, Lauren, I was Googling around um, the elements in the body and I found um, something called the Panchabuddha and this is in Hindu belief. And, you know, in the, the Indian women when they're dancing and they do all of these sort of weird, strange things Mudra. with their hands. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. amazing. And um, yeah. so that's about moving those elements around the body. So they believe each of the five fingers is associated with a particular element. So there was a chart that I found. It was a little bit hard to copy and paste across, but Basically, it means the energy associated with the appropriate element can be channeled through various hand mudras. mudras. So that's the idea of, of what they do with their hands. They're sort of channeling those elements around the body, which I thought was fascinating. I had no idea because I love watching them, but I'm like, wow, it's so hard to do. I don't know how they do that with their hands. 
Anyway, yeah. I managed to get that chart in here so you'll be able to see it as well and I'll uh, try to sort of maybe we can put it into some sort of thing. It's from Pinterest, um, something for um, the listener at home. So the air, as I was saying before, Lauren, this is very interesting, air is associated with, and this is a chakra breakdown, crown, third eye and throat. But throat also has water, heart has water as well. So solar plexus is fire. So you talked about the yang, the doing sort of action. So solar plexus is fire, which makes sense. And mm. sacral is fire and water. Now that also makes sense because often that's where sacral is where the new ideas, new projects, all of that stuff comes from. So there's a little bit of fire, but also the water. So it's quite balanced. It needs to be quite balanced in that sacral chakra. And as I said before, base is earth, which is me. Um, which is the earth sign. So I just thought that was really, really fascinating breakdown. It also shows you the tones for each of those parts of the body. And I've obviously got an E tone. So I've got a solar plexus crystal bowl. So they're all broken up into the tone. And uh, it's also got the relevant crystals and all that sort of stuff. So it's a really good uh, breakdown. The chakras, the seven major chakras. And it also notes the different organs and things like that that are associated with those chakras too. So I just thought that was very interesting. And that's how the elements mm. apply to those different uh, chakras in the body as well. So it's so interesting when you really break it down, what you can actually do uh, with this. But the relevance, I think, is sort of, for me, looking at that, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And it makes a lot of sense. And now I'm sort of understanding a bit about why I tell people certain things. For me, it's all intuitive. It doesn't really matter. I don't need to think about it. But it kind of, it is interesting now to have the piece of the puzzle where I'm like, oh, that's why I'm telling people to go outdoors and drink more water and, you know, all of these things that I tell people. And yeah. it's, it's all about the elements. It all comes down to the elements. We need to have that balance. So, and we know when we're a bit thirsty and a bit dehydrated, I tell people and they're like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I need to drink more water. So it's not like, yeah. you know, so I think that's really important as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think that's awesome. So David also recommends having the elements in balance and representations of them in your home. So I know that's definitely in line with like a feng shui thing. Um, we have an episode on that. So go back and check it out. But also you can just Google feng shui really. And you'll have so much information online. So basically what he says is he recommends having air in the east, fire in the west, water in the south, and earth in the north. And so what I thought I would do before we continue on to Michelle's tools to improve your life is I thought that we could just kind of quickly summarize what we sort of talked about in terms of um, the portion of the episode that I brought, which was, you know, dealing with the, you know, kind of the air, fire, water, the elements, mm -hmm. um, and earth in, in that sense. So basically, Elementals are air, fire, water, and earth. We are made up of the four elements. So air represents the mind, conscious thought and ideas. Fire is about passion and creativity. Water is our emotions and our nurturing nature. And earth represents our practical side. It's like a building block element. So mm. for me, if I go, okay, I want some more creativity and maybe some passion, then I'm bringing in that fire. Mm. If I want to maybe get clear in my mind, then I'm bringing in that earth. If I want to be more emotionally in tune, which I personally don't always want that for business. I prefer to make decisions that aren't always emotion-based, more fact stat-based. Then you bring in more emotions. And then of course, the practical side, so like the building blocks, actually doing stuff, the earth. Because um, you don't want to just have all these creative ideas and then not execute anything. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So think about that. Yeah. So hopefully that was helpful. That's a good tip. What was David's last name, Lauren, again? 
the author David the Wells. Wells. He, I might have uh, a look at this book myself. Oh my God, Michelle. It's so good. It's so bloody good. It's the um, psychic secrets. He's got a bunch. Psychic He's secrets. even got one about how to develop your psychic skills, which I'm going to buy as well. Mm, I think uh, this could help with my readings a bit. It's good. He's such a fabulous writer. And in this Psychic Secrets book, he talks all about auras. He talks about elements. He talks about tarot cards. He talks about so many things mm. in, in ways that I'd never heard it explained before. Mm. He good gives, tip. Yeah, anyway. I could really, really good. I mean, like, good uh, very good content in this episode, Lauren. Um, now, a couple of tools to improve your life, and this was what I was sort of alluding to before, is Qigong. So maybe everyone's not familiar with that term. Hopefully a few people have heard of Qigong. A lot of people know Tai Chi. You know, there's a lot of different ways to work with energy. Um, now Qigong is another, and it is a practice that is, I guess, kind of along the lines of Tai Chi. And uh, my yoga instructor actually teaches uh, Qigong. So she, you know, learns Qigong and she incorporates Qigong practices into yoga, yoga classes. So I actually really, really love, and I hadn't really come across it before, um, Qigong. And I've only you know, known that through my yoga instructor. So the five elements Qigong theory is associated with birth and growth, new beginnings, uh, the morning, the spring, the east. So that's wood, the wood element. So basically what I'm talking about here is um, there's wood, fire, earth, metal, water. So it's broken up, broken up into the five elements. So when she's doing a yoga class, she's like, guys, you know, we're going to be working with the wood element today. So, and that's more of a masculine element. So it's pretty clear from the name of the element, what it is. Metal, obviously a bit more yang, a bit more masculine. Fire, big yang. Uh, water is the yin. Metal is actually a small yin. Sorry, my apologies. That's incorrect. Uh, metal is actually yin, uh, but it's small yin. Water's big yin. Not sure about the breakdown of that and what that actually means, but earth is sort of middle. So it's an in-between. So it's a bit of a balanced one. Uh, whereas fire and wood are both yang. So very masculine el elements in the body. So what I love about this is they're also with the directions. So they're involved with the directions as well. So I've mentioned the North, South, East, West before. So each of them is associated with the direction. And I tell you what, we did um, water and obviously I need more water in my body because I'm dehydrated, but it's also, it's a feminine. It's a very, very feminine element in the body. So when we do water and a lot of it centers around kind of hips and it's very yin. So you're holding the poses for a really long time. But when I, when I left this class, I couldn't believe it. Like I didn't realize, and I don't think people realize I'm 44, you know, and I was getting a little creaky, you know, I'm doing my running. I'm very active, but I, I know, you know, my knees crack and this and that. And I was walking around. I was a bit, I was feeling a bit creaky. And I did this yoga class that was focused on the water element of the body, incorporating Qigong principles. And I was like, I felt like I was gliding like for about, you know, it probably lasted for about two or three days where I didn't have any creaks. I didn't have any like real pains or anything. Like I felt like I was kind of gliding. It was a really weird sensation. And I thought, wow, like I didn't realize, you know, cause things happen gradually. I didn't realize kind of how a creaky is the best way I can describe it that I was getting, you know? So it's, it's really amazing. So if you're interested, the listener at home's interested, Qigong, it's all one word, Q-I-G-O-N-G. And it is a fabulous um, practice to incorporate with yoga. You know, if you have a yoga instructor who does it, or if you just want to do Qigong on its own, 
And it is a lot about moving the energy around. So often we're doing these sorts of movements. Lauren um, can see my hands, but it's like a Tai Chi sort of movement where you're moving the energy. You're sort of getting the energy yes. from the heart space and moving it around the body like that. So it is quite Tai Chi. But I find that I just, you know, I was moving like I've never moved in my life. Uh, so smooth and fluid. Fluid's a good word. Um, that's how I really felt. So I find something like that is really, really useful. And, you know, definitely that goes back into the workplace. Definitely that sort of principle or practice, you know, if you can be moving more fluidly, something happens at work, someone triggers you, your partner, whatever it is. If you are doing this sort of practice, it should be just water for ducks back. It should just bounce off you. You're like, okay, that's great. That's your thing. I'm just going to go over here and do this, you know, <laughs> and be very, you know, it shouldn't affect yeah. you. So my, my feeling is that life should be a bit easier, you know, if you're doing these sorts of principles. You know, it's funny. You're talking about fluid and stuff like that. I, um, on New Year's Eve, we were hanging out with a bunch of kids and anyway, we had, um, glow sticks, like glow wristbands and all the kids were dancing in the dark with like the gun. We joined them as well, of course, and had music going and stuff. And I always used to, I danced. I mean, when I was in my twenties, I dance every weekend, go out, I live on the dance floor. And I really noticed that not dancing as often has really made me less fluid. Mm. it's made my hips not move in the That's same it. way that it used to and you yeah. know stuff like that I know running is also a big kind of probably part of that it makes mm. you more stiff running yeah, for sure um, absolutely but uh one thing that I'm going to be buying in the next couple of months is actually fire poi so it's uh chains with like the ball at the end and then you can you spin them around it's a real kind of you know arts and crafts festival like a any kind of Burning Man kind of festival, wow. you know, a lot of dance with like, it's called Poi, P-O-I, check it out. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize my partner actually already knows how to do all that. <laughs> so I was like, what? I don't know something about you, which is That's really amazing. cool. And so we're going to get a couple of those and just kind of incorporate that into our life a little bit more to have a little bit more fun and like just do a little bit more movement and stuff mm -hmm. like that, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, one thing I will say as well, I'll let you know how that goes, Michelle. Maybe yeah, I'll do. That's so exciting. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. One thing that I also wanted to mention, just on a side note, uh, my yoga teacher reminded us of it the other day, is that yin yoga is just so amazing, but it really shouldn't do it every day. Um, she recommends mm. two times a week, maybe leaving a gap of about three to four days for your body to recover because you're doing yeah. such deep work. Yeah. So just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. Um, you're doing such deep work that your body needs time to heal. Mm. And personally for me, I could do yin every day. I love mm. it so much. Same. So I really need to, yeah. So I, I kind of thought that I would that's that, that balance again. No, that's really good. Yeah. Very good yeah, to bring I forgot up. About that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can still do gentle yoga. You can still do flow Easy yoga. yoga. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be power yoga every other day of the week and then yin two days a week. So just to clarify exactly. that, um, that is a really good tip yeah really that's good. so true all so, right girl it's time for the party element and it's yeah. brought to you by michelle r price the light worker it certainly is lauren so i do readings oracle card mentorship mediumship i'm a medium so communicating with past over loved ones i'm a reiki practitioner and master now so i'm able to teach reiki and i'm doing that on the sunshine coast so which is really great and uh but i do like to do it face to face so if you're not on the sunshine coast or within 
driving distance of the Sunshine Coast, then I won't be uh, won't be able to do that. But I'm also a pranic energy healer. So lots of different things going on. In the new year, I'm going to be out offering um, lots of those different things. And the mentorship uh, is one-on-one or in groups. So if you want to discover your gifts, develop your gifts, all that sort of stuff, then I may be your girl. And that is available online. So we can do all the mentorship online. Michelle, our price light worker, and I am on Facebook. And Lauren, you've got a couple of tips to kick us off. Oh yeah, I was just going to say that when I was talking about having the candle at my desk, mm. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm trying to say this with love and kindness for those who make candles, but I feel that a lot of candles are ridiculously overpriced. They're so expensive, like around 30, yeah. 40 bucks. And up. Yeah. And up. Yeah. $60 or whatever. Wow. So my mother-in-law reminded me last week when I um, saw her, she reminded me to look at the burning time, which is often listed on the candle. So that'll often yeah, yeah. You know, help you determine whether or not it's a quality candle or not. I never really paid much attention to burning time. I look at that, yeah, because I use them for my business. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in Australia, where you and I are both based, we have a shop called TK Maxx. It used to be called Trade Secret. And it's basically kind of like an outlet shop where they have so many, I guess, items that weren't sold anywhere. I don't know where they get their inventory. It's from. very what varied, I'm trying yeah. to, yeah, they have great deals on candles. So I got candles yesterday, a couple of them, fifty-six hours with the burning time for fifteen dollars, and they smell amazing. And I really like my scents, so I was very happy. So if you are wanting to get a lovely candle, I would recommend you check out shops like that, outlet stores, things like that. Uh, You don't have to pay $60 for a beautiful smelling candle unless you want to, which is also fine. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I just thought that was a nice tip. I always love tips somewhere to get a good deal. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great tip. And just on that, I think, I guess this may come into the water element, but I've got a bunch of little sprays and I actually make my own sprays. So that's, I'm holding up one at the moment. It's a little sort of brownie clear bottle uh, and it's got little broken crystals in the bottom. So the listener at home may be able to hear that as I shake that. But I just found that there was nothing left in it. And I was like, oh, I don't remember what was in it, but um, obviously someone made it for me. So I threw some Lang Lang. Lang Lang is amazing for sleep. It's also good for, you know, love, heart space. And I threw that in there and some purified water, quite a bit of Lang Lang. And I think there was something else, maybe rose, rose water or something like that. And it's just beautiful. And I give myself a spray of that pretty frequently. And I was just thinking as you were speaking about the candles, because we're trying to balance out the elements, is that's a very good one for the um, fluidity, the water. Oh, yeah. And during summer, and it's quite cool today because it's been raining all day, but generally speaking, it's very, very hot in this room. So I've actually been filling that up with uh, cold water out of the fridge Mm -hmm. and uh, giving myself a spray. So it's a bit of a spritzer. And I feel like, because often my skin will feel quite dry as well, not only inside because I'm just reading and I don't have time to drink water, but on the outside. So I've been giving myself a spray with that. And I put a little tip up on my Facebook page, Michelle, Price the Worker, about maybe doing that, you know, filling a bottle with you know, cold water. Because we don't always have to use the aircon all day because aircon's really drying as well. So if we're working from home or in a yeah. workplace and you've got aircon yeah. going, that's incredibly drying, you know, for your body externally. Yeah. 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 And internally. So I just thought that was another really good tip. But I love what that. I, I just bought some ylang ylang and I wasn't really sure. I, I mixed it with a bunch of other stuff and it really didn't work out very well. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I need to just uh, experiment. Yeah. Keep it. It's, yeah. it's a very unusual smell. It's quite a strong smell. So it's better to keep it sort of clean. Um, but there is, I've got a good uh, business friend of mine who makes oils and sprays and candles. She actually makes candles as well. I might put her um, 
contacts in the show notes as well. But she makes me a sleep potion and it's uh, unbelievable and, and it's primarily Lang Lang. So that's how I know it's good for sleep mm. and stuff like that. So I might put her in the uh, show notes. Now, I mentioned before, and you asked the question about fairies and, and sometimes they can be a bit trickster-like. Uh, so I just wanted to sort of go into that a little bit. But during uh, mentorship last year, so 2020, we we're practicing lost and found. And I actually lost my favorite piece of lapis lazuli. And Laura mentioned lapis lazuli before. She's got a little piece of that in a, a bracelet sort of form. Um, so one of the girls in my group actually said she felt like the elementals because I said to the girls in the group, I like to test them out. And I'm like, hey, guys, anyone know where my lapis lazuli is gone? And it's a really nice piece. And it's the blue, if you're not familiar with the, um, the crystals listeners at home. It's this little angel. I'm holding one up for Lauren, but it's the blue and it represents the night sky and it's got the gold flecks through it. So that's an angel version of it, but um, it is connected to third eye. So it's very good for opening third eye. Now I had the most beautiful piece and it was a little triangular shape and I loved it. It's actually Egyptian. It comes from Egypt originally. And so I asked the group and one of the girls said she felt like the elementals had taken it. So the fairies and she said the fairies really like it. And so I was like, okay. So I spent a couple of days looking for it. And I didn't call in my guides. I didn't sort of ask for guidance around. I was just like searching high and low. I couldn't find it anywhere. I looked through the car, house, everything. I got fed up, walked into the backyard and I said very loudly, very angrily, uh, well, not angrily, but very uh, vigorously, please show me where my crystal is. And I said this to the fairies. And I was shown a vision while I was standing in the backyard on the grass. I saw a vision of it sitting in my car in the center console. And I was like, what? I've looked in the car a million times. It's not in there. Anyway, against my better judgment, I walked out to the car, opened the door and there it is perched on its side of all things. Like someone had just placed it there very carefully perched on its side. And when I say center console, it's not the traditional wow. center console where you have to open up the thing. It was like, you know, the center console, I've got a manual. So in front of the manual, there's a little kind of compartment where you can store stuff. Oh in yeah. Yeah. Sitting there perched on its edge. It's a triangle. Like it's very precarious sitting there perched on its edge right in front of my face. And I'm like, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so, that's so funny. That's wild. So I grab it, put it back where it's supposed to be in my healing room. I very rarely move my crystals around. They pretty much just stay in this healing room here. So I'm like, right, it's there. I can see it. It's there. And it was there for maybe two days or three days or something. And then it disappeared again. And I'm like, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. So um, I haven't seen it again. I haven't seen it again. So I've given up on it and I went and Oh, so it's missing. Yeah, it's still missing. It's missing in action. So what I did <laughs> was I went back to the shop and I bought this piece because it's ugly, I think. It's not attractive, but it's lapis lazuli. It serves a purpose. I have it in my hand. Yeah. I've got to sleep with it. It promotes great dreaming and all of that stuff. So I have this one now and it's not pretty. So, and it's stayed exactly where I've put it. It hasn't moved. So I don't know. Uh, my rep my recommendation would be don't get really really pretty crystals that you really really like because um, perhaps the elementals might decide that they like them more and they're going to take them away. But um, I just thought that's that was funny. funny. But um, so funny. yeah, I have given up on that one because I've asked a few times and they're not showing me where it is now. And I just figure, well, you know, you've done a lot for me, so I'll let you have that one. <laughs> but yeah, maybe choose the more uh, less attractive crystals is my recommendation with that. Now, I do have a couple of recommendations as well. And I mentioned a book before. So I just wanted to mention that here. So my first recommendation or piece of info is to believe, 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 exclamation mark, believe in magic. So this is, this is my goal and this is my promise, as I said before, to the fairies. 
is that I will talk about you and your work and help people believe because I think it's important for people to believe in magic. I do. It's, you know, sometimes so mundane and we have these groundhog days and we have this thing where we go to work and we earn money and we come home and we eat dinner and we go to sleep and we do it all again. And then on the weekends, we're like, yay, you know, we go to the beach and do fun stuff. It's like, you know, if you believe in magic, it's magic all the time. Like you don't have to have those groundhog days and, you know, same, same. And I just don't want that for anybody. I want everyone to be able to do what you do and love it, you know. So it's vital that you believe in, I think, the elementals. And so that's the four elements that we talked about. But the fairies, fae, pixies, you know, all those guys fit into that elemental sort of category. And pay your respects, you know, pay your respects to them. Also to the Indigenous custodians of the land, as I mentioned when I was talking about my business client before, um, because they can help us manifest anything. And when I say that, you know, they do check in with you, like I said before, and make sure that you're legit and that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Now, I learned all of this from Doreen Virtue's Fairies 101. Um, it's a tiny little book. She's done a, a bunch of little tiny books before she, she's not doing this anymore, but before when she was, um, she, it's like a tiny little, tiny little book. So really easy to read and it's got real life stories in it. So the link is in the show notes. If you want to grab it, I did find it on Amazon. Hopefully you can still order it. I know a lot of things, her cards, you can't get anymore. So they're worth a lot of money. I bought it. I just bought it recently. Oh, I you did? This- right. Awesome. I bought it on eBay. Yeah. Well, a lot of the cards you can't get anymore uh, because she's not doing this. So she stopped production of those. But um, if you can still get the book, fantastic. So the link is in the show notes. And what I love is it's real stories, you know, real life stories of how the fairies have helped people in business and also in their personal lives. So this isn't all, um, excuse the pun, airy fairy. It is real. And I do ask a listener at home with great seriousness and all seriousness, I've been running my business for nine months on a wing and a prayer. I, don't ask me how I've done it, uh, but I have. And after three months to start mentorship, it's pretty amazing like to be able to do that and to have, I guess, the faith in my ability and but also to have the assistance from the elements. I don't feel like I could have done it without that. I, I don't think I could have. So if you're trying to start a side hustle, if you're trying to do your own business, even you know on the side part-time, I feel like it's really great to call in the elements and to, you know, look at Feng Shui as we talked about before, you know, different episode, but look at Feng Shui, like why not do it all? You know, the Qigong, how do I incorporate that? You know, how do I honor these elements in the body? You know, Lawrence talked about the candles and all these sorts of things. And one of the things with the candles too is it actually really helps with meditation. So when you stare at a candle flame, it gives you a focus. A lot of people talk about their mind being super busy, but the way that I learned to meditate was in yoga actually. And they put a bunch of candles in the middle of the room. This is the first time I'd ever meditated. And they said to us, just look at the flame. Don't do anything else. Just look at the flame. And I got a really, I had a very busy mind at the time. And I was sort of looking at this flame and I just completely zoned out. And then they said, when you get the flame sort of on your, it's like a flash, like looking at a camera flash. And then you have the flash in your eyes for ages. It's the same sort of thing. You close your eyes and then you still have that light um, behind your eyes and they say they told us to just focus on that sort of reflection between behind your eyelids and then if you lose it come back to the candle keep looking and then close your eyes again and look at that light between behind your eyes and by doing oh. that that was the first time I actually traveled I sort of came out of my body and went on this amazing journey as part of like a meditation kind of thing and I'd never done that before and I was like that is amazing so you can actually use the the flame to go into that deep meditative state. And that was uh, exactly how I learned to do it. So I just thought that was another little tip um, that is really helpful and, and what we can use the flame or the fire element for. 
So Lauren, is there anything else you wanted to add before I jump into the next podcast? Um, I did want to just say that if you are interested in the subject of fairies and you want to know a little bit more, um, Brian Froud is also amazing. Okay. And he's got an incredible deck. I'll put um, a link to that in the show notes. Brilliant. Unfortunately, my deck is in Canada. Need to get my mom to send it over. Oh, no. Yeah, I left a few decks over there. Yeah. Uh, But that's an amazing, he's got amazing books and just incredible cards, like mm. unbelievable. I, mm. I grew up with these cards when I was um, in my teens. So wow. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But aside right. from that, no, great episode. Lots What's coming tea. up next week? Yeah. yeah, girl. So Lauren, I've moved things around a little bit in now, rundown. We, Lauren and I get together and brainstorm and come up with different ideas. But what I liked for next episode was the power of asking for help for referrals, for feedback, for guidance. Um, And this is kind of, it will have sort of a spiritual aspect, but not a huge amount, but from people and spirit, you know, um, we don't know it all. And I just thought it was another good one. We have, I guess, kind of done stuff like this in the past, but I think that it's good to revisit this because I'm not great at asking for help. I'm kind of, you know, this is, I'm a one man band really, but I did recently ask my husband for assistance with zero so I might talk about that a bit in that episode, but because I don't know how to do it. And he's quite good now that I've um, got him into spreadsheets and things like that. He's quite good at figuring that out. So I'm, you know, I was actually inspired by Lorna Jane. I was reading her book and she was talking about how she rocked up at her accountant with a manila folder full of receipts and said, I don't know what to do with these and said, dump them on the table. And I thought, oh my God, that's going to be me. <laughs> Come June, that's going to be me or July. So I, you know, need to get that sorted out. So I feel like that's a good episode to, um, for me, I'm going to get hopefully some good advice and uh, maybe Baba gives some good advice as well. But um, yeah, we don't know it that's all. Good. That's on the back of our business review conversation as well, which we did yep. last week. You know, yeah. it's, yep. this stuff doesn't go away. And if you're not aware of where you are in business, you're not in business. That's frankly. it. Yeah, so, it's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome that you're doing that and that you're making it a priority. Yes. Well, fingers crossed. We'll see how we go come July, but um, that's my intention. (laughs) That is my intention. So, Lauren, that has been the... Business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Podcast. If you loved what you heard today, do you want me to go ahead? Yeah? Sure, Uh, go ahead. If you loved what you heard today, please tell your friends. It's really important to us. We do have great content. Lauren and I do work very hard on this project. It's not something that we do to kind of earn the big bucks from, but we just really enjoy it. We love getting together and having a chat. We also have some great experts on from time to time. So if you have missed episodes, it's worth going back and having a listen and uh, just maybe searching yes. something that really interests you. And if you weren't really a fan, Lauren, what should our listener at home do? Keep it to yourself. Well done. Love it. Thanks, Lauren. Great episode. Thanks, girl. It was awesome.